Serious, survivors of attempted murder, what is your story? A boyfriend beat the heck out of me in the middle of a snowstorm and left me to die. Hypothermia, fractured skull, broken ribs. I had to have my nose and orbital bones reconstructed, blood transfusions, 15 stitches in my mouth, broken teeth, a broken hand, a year of psychical therapy because I tore both ACLs trying to get away, I've been in 3x a week therapy for a decade, I skipped a song on the iPod we were both using when we were high as kites, I never found out what person was crazy enough to be jogging in February in the middle of the night in Canada that found me, but they saved my life. Some people go out in the middle of the night worrying they'll be killed. Some people go out in the middle of the night worrying they'll have to save someone's life. My father isn't mentally ill, not diagnosed at least. He's odd though. One moment he's just calm, then a minor thing goes wrong and he flings his food through the room. Starts bashing on you or insult you until you cry. He was perpetually calling me fat, friendless etc. Until I was at the point of suicide. When I made tests at school I broke down and cried whenever I thought it was going poorly just because I was afraid he'd find out about a bad grade. When I was 19 me and my mom ran away from him. We just fled to the other side of the country taking our dog and the 6k-ish euros I'd saved up to go live on my own. It went well for a while. We got a restraining order etc. We eventually were forced to go for the house since we didn't have the money for a new rental home. Our old had ridiculously low rates and my mom was too mentally broken to even leave the house. Anyway, about a year after we got the home we were walking the dog. Out of nothing my dad comes from around the corner and tries to run us over. He's tried many ways to contact or mess with us but this time there was finally proof. Until this point the police thought we were just reporting his actions to win the divorce. He walked out of the car and in a fear driven rage I hit him and he ran off. I'm a big dude even if I'm scared of him. The trial took a year and they couldn't get him for attempted murder. He got two years probation, no jail, and a fine. The Dutch legal system is a joke sometimes. I'm fairly desensitized to his crap after the years. But since the verdict I'm afraid that Ovi is going to do some crap now he'll have to make sure we can't report it. It's shaken me pretty hard. As I read fled to the other side of the country I thought he'd be relatively safe. Then you said Dutch legal system. The other side of the country is always just a few hours away here. My biological mother is schizophrenic and decided to go off her medications once again. During that time, she decided that I was going to be safer with the angels than with all the demons. Some of these were straight up delusions and others were fueled by pure paranoia. So, she took me into the bathroom, filled up the tub and nearly succeeded in drowning me. Would have succeeded had the man she was shacked up with at the time not walked in at the right moment, dragged her off of me, and started to administer CPR until EMTs arrived. Thankfully, this incident finally allowed the courts to pull their heads out of their asses and remove me from her custody and have her declared as an unfit parent. This could have likely been prevented had they figured that considering she was declared unfit twice when in custody battles involving both my younger siblings the court would have been like. Hum if she is unfit for them maybe she is unfit to care for her eldest, but alas, this was 24 years ago when the court system was even worse than it is today about this kind of thing. The only lasting damage I really had from this event was that for the majority of my childhood and into my late teens I had a deep phobia of bathtubs. When I was younger I was so terrified of them I would have panic attacks if I even had to use the toilet in a bathroom that had a tub in it. 
That level dropped as I got older into a extreme dislike and aversion to them but at least I didn't have panic attacks unless I tried to use them. I eventually did get over it. I was in the psych ward of a really crappy hospital for like 2 weeks in high school. My roommate was an autistic kid who fell in love with me and then tried to kill me in my sleep because he thought he was doing me a favor. Woke up with him kneeling on my chest hands around my throat. Crap was wild. Crap was wild. Dang straight. I got a job the day I turned 16. But my parents didn't let me get my driver's license until I was 17. This meant that my mom would have to drive me to work after school some days when it was too cold to walk. And it was always a hassle. As per usual, I was in my uniform, waiting for her by the garage. She was dragging her feet, and if I waited any longer I would be late for work. I reminded her what time I had to work, and she completely lost it, screaming at me about how selfish and ungrateful I am. She drags me by my arm to the car, barely letting the garage door open. She took off down the suburban residential road easily doing 70 miles per hour. I was scared. She was screaming and driving like a crazy person. Maybe 500 feet ahead of us. There was a truck stopped at a stop sign. She was still driving incredibly fast and not looking. Staring me down while screaming at me. She was about to hit the truck. I grabbed the passenger handle and yelled out to her stop. You're going to kill us. I'll never forget that specific moment. I yelled. She slammed on the brakes. Looked over at me. And deathly quiet said good. She took off again and started gaining speed. I believed her. I thought she was going to intentionally kill me and herself in a car accident. Searching for options. I figured the only way to survive was to tuck and roll. She must have seen what I was going for, because as soon as I undid my seatbelt and reached for the door handle she slammed on the brakes again. I rocketed forward into the windshield and instantly broke my nose. Blood was freaking everywhere, and it was silent in her car. I got out, and she drove away without a word. I walked the rest of the way to work, and my manager took me to the quick care clinic. My mom has been an addict my entire life, and a narcissist to boot. She was going through withdrawal at the time. I remember that week, and she tried to kill me. I now live on the opposite coast and have very low contact. Jesus sorry man. My mom does stuff like this too. But she's not an addict. She's a frickin' doctor. Sucks to have a parent like this. My abusive mother went crazier than usual and had a complete break with reality when we were snowed in alone for 3 days. On day 2 in the afternoon she started talking about suicide and how we were already dead and stuff. We all need to get it over with. We need to eat the dogs. WTF. We had food, better we die fast than slow. When she went outside to look for some twigs, Woodstove converted school bus parked in a mountain area. I hid all the sharp objects. She comes back in with this weird look in her eyes. Like they were just empty. Nobody home. And demands that I bring her the sharpest knife I can find. I pretend to search while trying unsuccessfully to talk her down. She gets more and more angry. Refuses to tell me what she wants the knife for. And eventually I offer her a spatula since she keeps insisting she needs something with a sharp edge. She knocks the spatula out of my hand. Calls me a useless bee. And starts beating me up. I just let her hit me because I was hoping that would satisfy her enough that she wouldn't harm the dogs or keep looking for a weapon. She finished slapping me around, yelled some more, kicked stuff, threw things at me, and stormed back outside. Came back in maybe 10 minutes later, calm and collected, asks me if I want lunch, like nothing had happened. 
We were rescued late the following night and spent the rest of the winter in a homeless shelter. I was 17. The dogs were fine. They were fostered until my stepdad found us a rental. Mom had in the past choked me, beaten my head on a concrete floor, and threatened me repeatedly with hammers. Said she'd bury me in the woods and tell everyone that I ran away but I'd never seen her eyes empty like that before. Usually she was either raging out, or she had this dark joy in her eyes that showed she was enjoying hurting me. I turned 18, joined the navy, never looked back. Good on you for hiding those knives. My fraternity roommate tried to cut my throat when he was drunk. I took the knife and threw it across the street into a field. Then I went to bed and we pretended it never happened. He's a dentist now. I had a girl start stalking me once. She wrote me a note threatening to kill me and signed it in her blood. Later that week she tried to run me over with her car as I walked through a park with some friends. I hid behind a tree and she ran the car into the tree, damaging both the car and the tree, and then drove off. The police were called but her dad was a semi-important person and she never got held responsible for trying to kill me, just for damaging the tree. I went and got a restraining order and a gun permit right after she did this, and her father moved her out of state somewhere. Nobody should get away with crap just because their family is important. Disgusting. I don't think I've ever thought of this as attempted murder before. My mother smothered me with a pillow when I was 2 weeks old. The story is that she was in a therapist's office waiting room and she all of the sudden was worried about metaphorically smothering me the way her mother smothered her. So she took a pillow and pushed it against my face. Rocking back and forth sobbing and kept repeating I don't want to smother her. She ended up being hospitalized for 6 months and my older brother and I went to foster care. We were both returned to her care after she got out of the hospital. Obviously I have no memory of this. An ex-boyfriend of mine became a drug addict. When I found out, I tried to leave him and he didn't like that. He decided that he'd rather kill me than let me go. He only managed to stab me once in my abdomen before cops kicked down the door. I was fine he went to jail and was charged with attempted murder and domestic violence. When I was early mid-teens, I was walking through the neighborhood with three friends and an old man in a truck slowed down as he passed us and gave us a hard stare. He pulled over just past us on the little side road we were walking on. As we continued on our way, he got out and started following us. Honestly, I thought he was just someone in need of directions. We walked to the end of the road where it intersected with the main road and there were lots of lights, just erring on the side of safety, safely under the lights. I walked over to meet him, still thinking this old man, who looked like Santa Claus, was in need of some kind of assistance. He walked up to me like we were going to have a polite chat but he was difficult to understand. Maybe an accent, maybe mumbling, maybe just old. I leaned in closer to try to understand him, but then just sucker punched me in the jaw. It hurt, but I didn't go down. Turns out he was drunk, drunk and angry. The nearest home to our location was a family friend, so me and one friend went to her house to call the police, then returned to the scene. When we reached the scene, the old man was gone and his truck was left in the road running. My friends were by the truck, so we joined them. They explained that he had walked back to the truck, so they followed him, but kept on going into a nearby house. It was at that point he came out, carrying a shotgun. We quickly jumped into a small patch of wooded area and hid behind some large boulders while he began to hunt for us. Fortunately, at that moment the police arrived and held him at gunpoint until he dropped his gun and gave up. 
I still have no idea what prompted him to be angry and follow us. It seemed like it was just a case of him being angry about kids walking on his street. That irrational dang kids get off my lawn kind of old people anger that only old people understand. Holy crap that must have been terrifying. My brother tried to drown me at a lake. It took two people to pry him off of me. My guardian's response to this? Quit being such a baby. My biological mom has schizophrenia. She would beat me, cut me and do terrible things since she thought I was a demon. I was only four. At some point she snapped, stabbed my dad in the neck and came at me with a butcher knife next. I got cut a few times, three on the arm and one in the corner of my eye. My dad managed, while bleeding out the neck, the show up and choke hold her until she managed to escape. She returned while he wasn't looking, grabbed me and kidnapped me. Took me out of state and to a hospital where she said I was attacked by some kids. But it didn't matter. The place she took me like a week later. Got found super fast somehow. Police everywhere and I was rescued. Now I have severe PTSD. Made it ultra hard to be around crowds. People yelling and being angry. But it has gotten easier. I developed a no flight. Only fight response. So I instantly swing if someone spooks me hard enough. I'm 32 now. Nightmares love me. Scars were deep enough that they haven't faded completely. She also once used a pair of scissors to mutilate my ears. So they're kind of serrated around the outridge. I've been more recently diagnosed with schizoid affective disorder. So I got that going for me. Which is nice. More seriously. I won't let it turn me into her. Whoa. This one got to me. No kid deserves to go through what you did. Especially so young. Good on you for not allowing yourself to become like her. Reminds me of a quote along the lines of be the person you needed when you were a kid. All the best. You got this. I live in southern Pennsylvania. Not too far from Hagerstown. I'll never forget when I was 5 years old. Me. My 9 year old sister. 10 year old brother. And 14 year old brother were on our way home from my oldest brother's basketball practice. Around this time we lived in a pretty shady part of Waynesboro and my alcoholic dad was a stay at home dad while my mom worked all day. My dad was driving with all of us piled into my mom's van. Drunk of course, and began bitching about having to pick him up. Even though he was the one who made him play basketball. We were all starving because he hadn't fed us all day. Except for me who still drank from a baby bottle because I was never weaned off of it. My youngest brother began to beg for him to stop by RMC Donald's so we could get something off of the dollar menu to share. I don't remember how it escalated, but my drunken dad began screaming at us, saying he would kill us all. By this point he started to speed up going about 60 miles on the wrong side of the street. There was a big bar tractor trailer coming straight for us, and we all started screaming and I was crying. I'll never forget when my oldest brother hugged us all and wrapped his arms around us saying it was going to be okay because big brother was there. At the last moment my dad whipped it back into the right lane and looked at us and said see what you made me do. He was, and is still to this day, a huge piece of crap that bums money off of my mother. If your bro is still around give him a call and tell him Reddit thinks he's a rockstar. Long story short, my neighbor witnessed me witness him beating his partner. So... He strangled me with one hand, tore my clothes off and slammed my head repeatedly into a wall with his other hand, and managed to break my foot in three places before I got away and ran on my broken foot back to my apartment. He spent several minutes attempting to kick down my door but fled when the cops arrived. 
The aftermath was terrible because the police and court did not take it seriously. I've never found why, but the prosecutor decided against felony charges for what he did to me, and he pled down to a single misdemeanor for what he did to his partner. The assailant's partner lied to the police and said I provoked the guy by throwing a punch. Never happened. I never touched him and tried to run from him, and they reconciled and moved back into the building together. Forcing me to relocate immediately for my safety, it took nearly a year to get a criminal protective order against him. The court refused to order restitution for my injuries and expenses, acknowledging that they must order restitution for new cases, but the date of my assault missed the cutoff for the new law by two days, so it's judicial discretion to decline. The cherry on top, the clerk rebuked me for being in an abusive relationship, except it wasn't even my freaking relationship. Then my own family took cues from the court and started to question my reality, saying things like but how do know he intended to kill you? He was probably just in the heat of the moment and wanted to scare you and got carried away. You're making pretty serious accusations and should watch what you say, yes. Because the onus was on me to charitably interpret the intentions of a guy who stripped me topless and choked off my airways while slamming my skull into a chair rail and crushing my feet to keep me from running. I couldn't find a lawyer to sue civilly for damages. They all thought I'd win, but wouldn't ever collect. Shocking. My assailant had trouble holding down jobs, so they passed, and passed, and then the statute of limitations passed. It's been nearly a decade and I'm still struggling financially, physically, and emotionally, so that's my story. I'm infuriated for you. Sadly typical story. The system gives abusers every opportunity to move on with their lives when they've damaged so many people so badly. I'm so sorry. Not sure if this counts but here's my story. My boyfriend, 25M, and I, 24F, we're out at a bar with our friends just drinking and having fun. It got late and the bar called last round so we decided to continue the party at our place that's just right around the corner. Two friends that didn't drink drove our group of friends to our place but there wasn't enough room in the cars so my boyfriend and I decided we'd just walk. We've done this walk plenty of times. Next to the bar is an abandoned house. Then there's just woods the rest of the way to our place. Suburbs. As we're walking past the house these four guys start yelling things at us. We're not tough. We don't fight. So we just ignore them and keep walking. They said something terrible. I can't for the life of me remember. And my boyfriend started walking towards them to just say cut it out. Well. That seems to be what they wanted all along. For us to go towards them to be hidden in the darkness of the abandoned house and woods. One guy punches my boyfriend and another gets on top of him, choking him, yelling over and over how he's going to kill him. At that point I try to run over to stop it but it was too late. Two guys threw me down onto the gravel driveway and started beating me. Luckily the bar manager came out for a smoke break and saw what was going on, got the security, and came over to help us. The four guys ran away and that was it. They did steal some of my belongings but nothing worth value really. I don't know why they decided to attack us. Maybe they did want to kill us. I couldn't imagine why. But my boyfriend and I are still together and we're fine now. When I was about 6 or 7, my mom and I were renting a basement apartment underneath this Pakistani family. We had been there for a few months when we started to notice that the wife looked like heck. 
She was clearly being beaten by her husband and she looked so frail. My mom is a badass and loves helping people. So we started going upstairs to check on her. We had a set of stairs that went up to their floor and we would wait for him to leave for work. Go up the stairs and make up some pretense to talk to her. Once she started letting us in, we saw that the fridge was literally chained shut and all the cupboards were locked. He was starving her and beating her. My mum was outraged but this woman barely spoke English. Had been in Canada for a couple months and was terrified of the man. So every few days we would go upstairs, bring her some soup or whatever, and mum would clean up her wounds. Well, after a few months of this I guess he found out and he freaked. Came to our door and screamed at my mother. Told her to mind her own business, etc. My mum tells him to go frick himself and that she isn't afraid of a woman beater like him. Heck she would love for her to try and mess with her. My mum used to be a biker chick. I've seen her take down a couple guys more than twice her size. He takes off and we think that's it. Try to go upstairs the next day but now he's padlocked that and she refused to answer the door. Now here's comes the attempted murder part. A few days later, we hear something in the middle of the night but don't think anything of it. That morning my mom wakes up and feels weird, noticed that she slept in and had a headache. She was talking on the phone with her friend and described what was going on. And her friend freaked out and told us to get out of the house now. My mum scoops me out of bed and we run through the kitchen and smell it gas. He apparently had let himself in and cut the gas line to the stove and took off with his wife. Cops came, cleared three blocks and wouldn't let us back in the house. Dude got arrested but his job paid his bail and he moved back home with his wife. It was terrifying. My mom asked a neighbor to take me with them while evacuating with her kids and she said I was bad luck and that she didn't want her family murdered too. Instead, a cop took me to a local park and played baseball with me for a few hours until my mom could figure out what to do next. The most bizarre part of the story is where the neighbor decided this was somehow your fault for being bad luck. Oh oh frick that person. Well I'm just super late to this thread. But I'll relay my story anyway. When I was a freshman in college, I met a girl from New Hampshire and we dated for about 2 months before I started noticing she was really stalker i.e. She would randomly slip things into the conversation like, Oh yeah, I noticed no you had working at the time when the only way should could have known is if she literally drove past my work and saw my car in the lot. Or, she'd say something like that girl Marie looks like a total skank after Marie had liked a photo of me on Facebook. The worst was when she left her bag in my car and I snooped and found a handwritten copy of my class schedule that she must have snagged and copied herself at some point. Anyway, we broke up that year when I transferred to a different university in another state. About two weeks into the new year, I start noticing all sorts of weird things at my apartment. I decided to live off campus. Like, for instance, I'd come home and notice that my eye had six left when I just bought the carton two days ago. Or some of my yogurt seemed to be disappearing rather quickly. One day I noticed skid marks in the toilet which I could have sworn I didn't leave, etc. All sorts of little odd things like that which at first you slog off as poor memory or something. But then you start to later question your own sense of sanity when this stuff keeps happening. About 5 weeks of this stuff goes on. And I end up brining a girl home after being out with friends that night. Yay me. First time bringing a girl to the new pad. We are both a little drunk and just about to do the deed when I hear what sounds like muffled swears from somewhere in my room. I turn the music off and tell this girl to be quiet. I get up and turn the lights on and sure enough, 
I can see from my vantage point a freaking girl slipper peeking out from under my bed. I notice it's a girl and I motion to, to the new girl on the bed to come with me and my expression indicates it's an emergency. She grabs some of her things and we both are dressing back up as we leave the apartment, stand outside, and call the cops and tell them what's up. The cops search the place and find that it appears she had been living in a little storage closet that I never use. They found her journal where she was literally planning on confronting me to take her back and if I didn't she'd poison my morning coffee with a dose of paint thinner every morning for a week. To be fair, I think I'd notice and I don't think I'd die from this, but the intent was clearly there from her journal. So, yeah, that's my story. She was arrested and put in jail for 3 months and counseling and probation and community service. There's a restraining order as well. TLDR crazy xgf lived in my apartment without my knowledge and was planning on poisoning my coffee with paint thinner if I didn't take her back. I was 12. My mother was a drug addict and pimped me out for drug money. I got pregnant. I confronted her about her addiction, all the abuse, and said I was going to the cops because now that I was pregnant I had a refutable proof of what was being done to me. She beat the crap out of me. Last thing I remember was her on top of me slamming my head into the floor over and over. I woke up in the hospital two weeks later, no longer pregnant. The dude that impregnated me went to prison. He lied for my mother and said he was the one that beat me up. I was too traumatized and sick to testify in court. After getting out of the hospital I was placed back in my mother's custody and ended up running away. I hope you're doing okay. I dunno if this qualifies as attempted murder because the kid had down syndrome and didn't entirely understand what he was doing but either way, I almost died. In like 4th grade I was playing tag on the jungle gym with my friends. The kids from the special education class had come out to play with everyone. Normally they'd play in their own part of the schoolyard just so that the teachers could keep an eye on them but occasionally they'd get to hang out with everyone else and play on the monkey bars or play soccer with the other kids. Me and my friends were pretty friendly with them so we asked one of them, a boy named Henry, if he wanted to play tag with us. He was super stoked and agreed. He came onto the jungle gym. Eventually he got tagged and he was it so he starts chasing me. He was a bit of a chubbier kid so I kind of go slow for him to be able to tag me. All the other kids are cheering him on saying get him get him get him and seemingly Henry interpreted that differently than you'd expect when playing tag. I turned into a corner and pretended to cower in that's when he raised out his arm and put it around my throat. He started to choke me. My friends didn't realize he was legit choking me. They thought we were just playing around until Henry put his second hand on my throat and threw me to the ground. He then gripped tighter and started banging my head off the ground. My friends tried to pull him off me at that point but again, he was a large guy so they couldn't. Eventually they shouted for a teacher but by then I was coming in and out of consciousness. The teachers got him off me, clearly, or I wouldn't be writing this but that was the closest experience I have to being murdered. Last year there was this kid with down syndrome that started choking my little brother while they were at after school care. Of course the kid got away with it because he's special needs but it really angered my brother. I'd hate to think what would have happened if people weren't around. My ex was a violent piece of human waste. He preferred to hit women not men though. When I was 5 months pregnant he threw me down a flight of stairs. A long flight of stairs. He then came down to where I was laying and proceeded to punch me in my head and face so hard he broke his hand in 3 pieces. I was rushed to the air thankfully due to a kind neighbor. 
I had a severe concussion and bruised all over my body. In my stupidity or maybe my fear, I refused to press charges against him. I had decided prior to this incident that my child would be safer if I gave her up for adoption. I did not want there to be any chance that scumbag could harm her or influence her life in any way. She is now 23 and happily married. You did a wonderful thing for your child. You are a good person. And I hope your life has been better over the past 23 years. In my early 20s one of my roommates was obsessed with me. There were 7 of us. All originally from Minnesota. Living in a 3 bedroom house in Southern California. A couple in each room while he slept in the laundry room. The rest of us were letting him stay with us until he was able to get on his own feet. He was mentally unstable. Had serious anger issues. Couldn't keep a job. Drank heavily. Stole our cigarettes and weed. Since he couldn't keep a job. He'd spend his days hanging out in the garage playing video games and smoking what he'd stolen from us. At one point I had taken a road trip back to visit Minnesota and he wanted to tag along. I didn't realize how deeply obsessed with me he was until we took this trip. It scared me, and it disgusted me. When we got back, I distanced myself from him as much as possible, despite that we lived together. About two weeks later I was getting ready to leave for work. I worked earliest so usually everyone else was still sleeping when I left, and went out to the garage to grab something off my computer desk. All of a sudden he's behind me. I tried to walk back into the house. He grabs me, drags me outside, throws me to the ground and proceeds to sit on my chest, hands around my throat, choking me. I kicked as much as I could but couldn't get him off of me. It started going dark. Fortunately, somehow, my boyfriend had been awoken by the struggling and pulled him off of me. I left for work after screaming at him that he better not still be in the house when I returned or I'd call the cops. He wasn't there when I got back but literally left everything at the house. Even his car. None of us had heard anything from him. We couldn't be sure he wouldn't try to come back and kill me. It was a very scary feeling. I did go to the police and file a report. I told them I just wanted there to be documentation that it happened because if I was found dead, he is probably the one who did it. Apparently domestic violence is taken very seriously in California and the department decided to pursue charges. I don't know where he went, but he did call my mother begging her to ask me to rescind the report. Definitely mentally unstable. This was like 10 years ago. Last I heard he's living in Colorado. I'm just amazed that he almost killed you and you still went right to work. My butt would have been his hysterics. That takes some guts. When I was 17, I got in the middle of it when my mom was beating up my 8 year old brother. She had abused my older siblings and me, and now that they were out of the house and I would soon be leaving, she turned on him and it was his turn, in her mind. She was vicious too, not afraid to use her fists or her feet, kicking, punching. Hair pulling to the point she would grab your hair and use it to drag you around the house. Punching and slapping your face the whole time. She was brutal. Anyway she didn't like me getting in the middle of her punch and kicking fest with my little brother. She ran into the kitchen. And grabbed a knife. She came out and started chasing me around the living room and dining room. I don't know if she really would have killed me. But she was in one of her blind rages. So I knew she was capable of much violence. She tripped in the living room doorway, and dropped the knife. I had enough of her crap, and I hauled off and punched her in the face as hard as I could. She went flying and got knocked on the floor. 
She burst out crying and wailing how could you do this to me I am your mother I told her if she was my freaking mother maybe she should start acting like it. She got up and started pushing me toward the door. She told me to leave, or she would call the police and press assault charges against me. I left and walked about 5 miles to my older sister's apartment. I ended up living with my sister for that last year of high school. Mostly I worried about my brother, because obviously, my mother was severely mentally ill. Growing up I thought this was all normal. Years later a therapist told me your mother was majorly fricked up. I was almost 30 before I realized how fricked up and abusive my mom was. When I told my best friend I thought my mom was abusive she basically said, um, yeah it's so screwed up how in families like that you're basically raised to believe that's normal and you somehow deserve it. It took me a lot of therapy to get a handle on that. About 8 years ago, I was walking out outside at night, around 11pm. Just got out of my friend's house, needed to get back home because I had school and work the next day. I was on my way to the bus stop when two guys, an average sized black guy and a smaller white guy intercepts me. First reaction I have is like, they have a question? First thing they say to me follow us in our car. My reaction is EHH. No. They start pushing me around, the white guy going behind me, pulling me using my backpack. At first, I resist and going frick no, what do you guys want? They keep pushing me and I keep resisting until the black guy pulls out a pistol out of nowhere and points it out at me. I freeze instantly. I follow them a bit, the car being just about 15 meters away. But even when threatened by a gun I feel going in the car would have been worse for me. So I keep resisting. Don't know what I was thinking. The white guy pushes me on the ground and start punching my face multiple time. The black guy tearing my backpack that I was holding in my hands apart. Fortunately, the house next to us lights up and the owner gets out, having heard my screams. The two guys run to their car and get the frick out. Shocked, I still think about looking at their car plate and my memory literally photographed the moment. I still remember the plate to this day. The house owner and his wife picked me back up, cleaned up my face, there was some blood, and called the police. In the end, I had no sequel. Although now I always get the chills when I walk out alone at night. For those who wonder what happened to those guys, I know the police got them on other charges, worse ones, and both are currently still in prison. If you are new to the channel, you can subscribe. I publish new videos every day. Until then, check another video. Bye for now.